I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Testies, testies, one, two, three... Perfect. See, it's it's now got a lot of precision going on. Here. You know, it's it's really it makes me feel like that seals the deal right there because she says that at the beginning of every every episode. So now it's like we're back, right? We're good. Yeah, you're good. I'm always good. Yeah. All right. That's cool, George. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, all right. Cool. We're ready. <laughs> so I'm like I'm a little like all right, so we feel like like we're back on the podcast. Um and with my good buddy George Pavromo. George, I have to say before we start, okay, um you are listening, by the way, to the Connected by Water podcast powered by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and fueled by our good friends at Papa's Pilar Rum, who remind you never to be a spectator. And I want to say to you, thank you, because you've been on the show many times, and every single time I just appreciate it more and more and more. And I just want you to understand the value um, that I understand the value that you bring, and I appreciate the camaraderie and the friendship like greatly. It really does mean a lot to me. So thank you again for coming on the show. Oh, you're more than welcome. And like I said before, the honor is mine. And when my schedule uh, meshes up to do this, I, I enjoy coming out here, seeing you, seeing the uh, the work that you're producing, and it's a fun time. So yeah. it's like a break in the action to come out here, chat with a couple old friends, and just enjoy yourself. That's it. And we have a we have a, a couple of glasses of rum and and just you know. And oh, there is a little incentive, you know, and to come a, on out and do this. You yeah, know? yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that that's the pay to play, and 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 it's for me, it's it's therapy. So you know, it's good. Before we get into it. I want to welcome back the one and the only Carlene Rybinski. Hello. How are you, gentlemen? So um, for those of you who watch the show on a regular basis and understand uh, how much she means to us, um, you just had a child like two days ago no last week <laughs> last <Wow>. week <laughs> last week right yes. very soon marina rose she's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous thank you and um 
I just have to say selfishly, I'm so happy to have you back um, because it hasn't been the same without you. Well, so, I'm glad to be here. So we always. So say what, the, what kind of a span did she miss? About a month and a half. You said about right? okay. Yeah, about a, about a month and a right. half. So she missed about what six episodes, and, something like that. And she came back because. I was here, right? She came back as you were well, here. In the free She's, realm, I can finally yes, drink now. Yes, so yes, <laughs> I've been doing it without for the last nine months sober. Right. So for nine months, she did the show where we all drink on the show, and she hasn't been able to have a drop. You know, but now she can have the as many drops as she not wants. Not so bad. Right. The sherry cask is good stuff. Well, welcome so. back. Congratulations. Thank you, George. It's good yeah. to have you. So um, here we are. All right. Um, you've been busy. Uh, yes. As have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we very much have it's it. It's like the time of the season, isn't it? But the season just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding, mm-hmm. as you it well does. know. It does, just like my, my waistline. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's um, we have been busy, and it, some of it's been good, and some of it's been a little overwhelming to the point where it's causing us to reevaluate some things here at the studio. I mean, you want to call it growing pains or you want to call it elevating um our offering or or how we run our business um um you know we're still trying to really analyze you know how we're gonna move some things forward um but i think it's all positive at the end of the day um and you know we're kind of picking and choosing what we're going to be working on here coming up so which Which is is a good thing yeah it's a good thing it's a good thing it doesn't you know keeps you in your creativity and and doing what you're doing that got you to this point yeah. You know, we talked earlier before they turned the cameras uh, on here too. And, you know, that's what got you here to creativity. And if you start waning a little bit on that mm-hmm. and start to get a little bit stale, that's like the beginning of the end. I mean, yeah. you've got to avoid that at all costs and just keep that fresh outlook. And if it means putting a couple of other things aside to, to stay fresh and, and churn out the work that you're doing, then that's what you need to do. Yeah. And, and, From an outsider looking in. No, and it's 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 true because um, you know, if I always have to try to keep the perspective on things of you know, why did I open up this place mm-hmm. in the first place? You know, was it to make you, you know, drive farther out than you were in Coral Springs? It was right. Too convenient before to me to go a mile oh, and be in yeah. your studio. <laughs> it was much too easy when we were all in Coral Springs. But you know, what I'm following my passion, right? That mm-hmm. that that's why that's the main reason why we do these things and and we, and we do all this and if if it doesn't become a passionate endeavor after a while and it starts becoming a little bit too jobby mm-hmm. right then then you really got to start reevaluating you know what you're doing and people could tell yeah yeah i think uh, who who could no. the people that follow you they could tell you know dennis get a little bit sleepy over here oh, yeah. maybe it's just a people a little time off here, whatever, but he'll, he'll come back. We hope he comes back. And, yeah. And people who really follow you and your art, and people do follow the artists like they would any other personality because they become attached to not only your work, mm-hmm. but then the artist behind it. They want to know more about you, and, and you have your following, and they watch you so intently in, in what you put out that they could tell if you have a little bit of a slow or a slack period. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you might not notice it, but they do. Yeah. The funny thing <laughs> is, is... um. You know, we're churning out plenty of work. We're we're doing plenty of things, but it's not. I'm gonna put this the right way. It's not like the work I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm gonna try to say that in the nicest way possible. Um, it's more business model related, and it's more like we're doing a lot of apparel jobs, and it's sure. becoming very factory like. 
And that's when I have to start pumping the brakes. So what is it then, since we're doing your podcast, so this will be like a Dennis Frio exclusive, what is it that you want to do the most of? I want to paint. Okay, just lock yourself in a room and yeah. paint and turn it out that way. Yeah. I, I just to... felt like painting. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. That's what got you here. That's it. I, want, I mean, I want to paint. Like, I haven't been painting enough. You know, and I've been doing a lot of digital designing, a lot of apparel designing. And I love that stuff. Don't sure. get me wrong. I really do. But when it becomes starts becoming all that, because like, we like to say, oh, we fill a lot of different buckets here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when, when that bucket it, the bucket starts overflowing. And well, just like, and it's he, a little much, here's one of the know? challenges for you, it being the artist, and there's only one of you, and being like what I do with my writing or the TV producing or, or the TV or the seminars, I should say, too, is that it's not like if you own, say, a big electrical company or mm-hmm. a plumbing company, you could have people under you that could do the same type of work. And you could send, depending on the job, 5, 10, 11 people out to do that. Mm-hmm. But see, you're a one person. Only you could do what you're doing here. What I do, I could. there's only one person that could sit and write and do what I do. It's not like we could, okay, here's uh, George Jr., yeah. Or Dennis Jr. Now you run out and you write this or you paint this. We don't have that. We're a one man band and essentially. Yeah. And and it's good in one aspect, but it's <clears throat> it's limiting in others because it's all about what you do and it's nothing that we could farm off to other people. Yeah, I mean, to some respect, I mean we, we do we do have designers here and and you know, and some people helping us on the production end, but you know, it it's not they're not the content creators. Like I'm the sole content creator. And we can take the content, we can utilize it in different ways, and I can have some designers help me push that out in different ways. So there are some ways to scale it up like that, but you're right. In the whole mm-hmm. shot, you know, it's you can't uh, clone me. And, we, right. and I have a business partner, Harrison. He's always said that, too. It's like, oh, yeah, too bad we can't clone you. He always makes that <laughs> joke. I guess there was a Michael Keaton movie about that. It's I don't know where he was, like, multiple versions of him. He's like, oh, I wish I could turn into that. But... Listen, so that's why we have to really look at the business. And I hate even saying business. We have to look at the studio and say, what are we producing? And where do we want to take this? And what have we done so far? Look at everything that's been successful, everything that hasn't been successful. Um, or what's, where is our happiness going right. to lie in, in, in this entire endeavor? So that's kind of the mode we're at right now. We're like stepping back and we're looking at everything and saying, all right, what do we want this to be? Mm-hmm. Rather than look at numbers on a spreadsheet and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, we got to push that vertical and push this vertical," and so which this is what we've done in the past, but still, and, and I could see it's weighing heavily on you too. It is. It, it really so is. So I think you need to have another sip of pop and and calm down a little bit. I know. <laughs> what do you think about that, Carlene? It's good. Yeah. All right. That's, Carlene's, <laughs> Carlene's just like whatever. It's tasty. I'm just back. I'm just back I'm here gonna drinking pull a Carl tonight, right? Yeah. This one's for you, brother. <laughs> so her brother came on to be the bartender one night. Like she couldn't make it one night, and coincidentally weird that her brother shows up in the gallery hmm. that day, like by happenstance, and like, oh well, we're having a podcast tonight, but your sister actually isn't coming tonight. He's like, oh, I can step in and bartend for her. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of funny replacing her with a brother, but he took the job very seriously. Oh yeah, he was. He already started off at 15th Street Fishery. <laughs> Yanni's rolling his eyes. And then he rolled up here about 4:30, 4 o'clock. He had fished and, all day. Yeah, yeah. So he was already kind of. <laughs> and then, um, kindly, you can explain the rest. So put it 
diplomatically. <laughs> oh. So the guests right. that were here. I have your permission. So um Congress Representative Chip Lamarca, right, and Cardinal Gibbons head football coach Matt Dubuck, <laughs> both authority figures, right, were were here and he was in rare form. And you know, he kept like uh you know, he walks up to Chip at one point and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm button your top button, loosen up a little bit, Chip and yeah. the, it's like congressman. His phone's going yeah. off in the like, background. Hey, get like, back behind yeah. the bar. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say that. At the end, I was like, hey, you, know, you guys okay? I know the bartender was a little fun tonight. Like, yeah. oh, no, the bartender was great. We liked him. I go, thank God. Yeah, I'm at yeah. home sitting there eating dinner with my family because we never went to North Carolina that trip. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's starting to go in the background. And then Yanni and they, Nick just shut him right off. And I just, because yeah. you're going through the sponsors and you can hear him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's like, I don't think Uncle Carl did, is supposed to be talking right now. <laughs> but we yeah. love you, Carl. Two dollars, you know. Yeah, forever. It was fun. Now looking perfect. back on it, it was fun. During the episode, it was a little stressful. I was like, a couple times I'm in like mid conversation. I'm like, what are you saying, Carl? <laughs> He's like trying to chime in, but it's all good. You've been busy, right? Oh, uh, yes. See, I was gonna, what I was going to say. Sure. I was going to segue into this. I said another thing too about me is so another thing I haven't been doing a lot of is fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because I'm sixty hours a week here and sure. there. Every other waking moment, I have to be with my family. It's like, you know, I'd never live it down. I want to be them with, be with them anyway. But mm-hmm. anyway, we're going to try to find some more time for me to go fishing as well. And Absolutely. That's what started the whole thing in, in sure. the first place, right? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Started so, both of us off. That's that passion. it. So speaking of fishing, you've been fishing. Yeah. And getting set to kick off our uh, filming season, we leave next week to uh, Green Turtle Club in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. We'll be there for a week uh, for offshore trolling. And then we get back, and I think I'm in town for like four days, and then we hit the Florida Keys, and then it just goes on from there. We, we have trips scheduled uh, up in Jersey for uh, the tunas. We'll be in Rhode Island for the trophy striped bass for the nighttime deal. Uh, oh, really? I think around July, I think we go there. And, uh, you know, just a normal 13 episodes that will be scattered out. I think we uh, get back into Bimini end of June. So mm-hmm. this was like the calm before the storm, just get all the tackle ready. We took the boat out for a fun day of fishing out of Miami last. I guess it was Thursday. Did pretty good. Got three sailfish, three mahi. Everything ran good. And um, so now it's just getting it set for the run to Green Turtle. And we just hope the, the weather's really nice on Wednesday when we make the crossing. Yeah, nice. And you had your seminar series. Yeah, the right? TV <clears throat> episodes. And they're airing uh, a weekly. Mm-hmm. We filmed those, I think it was January, the right. IGFA 13 seminar series episodes, mm-hmm. and they've been airing weekly. I think we're coming into the halfway point with those, and that turned out to be like a, a really surprising uh, success to television version, Okay, so much so that it looks like that pretty much um, could have uh, killed the ground tour. And really? The first year we did it was for the COVID, so we had to postpone the ground tour, so we did TV edition. Right. And that was 2021. And uh, Saltwater Sportsman got the ratings back from the three networks that aired it, and 3.1 million viewers watched it. And it shocked Saltwater Pretty Sportsman. Good. It shocked me. I was hoping we could push the million mark. Yeah. And then the sponsors became ecstatic about that and saying, do the TV now. And uh, whereas the ground tour, we would, over eight stops, would average 3,500, maybe 4,000 people. And it was, you know, hands-on, and they could see the sponsors propped in the lobby, and it was, you know, quite the show. And it was a more of a, a grassroots deal, which was very, very popular. And now the sponsors are looking, well, now you're hitting over 3 million people. 
And they said, what's good about that is that you're hitting people that always knew about the seminar series, but lived several states away, could never, you never came close enough for them to actually make mm -hmm. it, but they knew about it. So now everybody who's in tune with the seminar series has an opportunity to watch it. And that's been the big thing now is um, this is our second year of the seminar series on TV and Saltwater is, um, we're doing a contract for two more years, at least on TV. And there's been some talk, and it's just you know premature at this point. I hope we could do it. It's a little, little rumbling and all that, but it looks like at one point in time, I don't know if it'll be this coming year, if not this coming year, when I say this coming year, 23, it'll, it'll be the following year, of doing a limited ground tour in addition to televised seminar series, mm -hmm. where instead of doing eight stops, we'll pick three to four stops and bring a special edition ground tour yeah, I like stops. that. And yeah. I, I like it too because I missed the personal interaction with the people. And then of course, Bass Pro Shops always throws a seminar after party afterwards, which is a pretty cool deal. Mm -hmm. Um so you know, that's the that's the part of it that I miss and I hope that we could get to where at least we could hit three or four stops. You know, I I think it's great. And and this is year thirty five for the seminars, believe it or not, the thirty fifth anniversary. Wow. Thirty five years. Yeah. Wow. You know, I think that's cool if you do combine the, the on-location ones, even if you do, like, just a handful of them. I do, too. Because people still want that tactile thing sometimes, you know, and get out to meet you and, and meet all the other great captains that you have on the show. Um, you know, and, and probably easier for you doing less, too, less traveling all over. Do you do 13 stops when you do that? Oh, no, when we do the seminars, the seminars, they were always eight stops. Eight stops. But the reason we do 13 uh, TV episodes is because of the quarters. You okay. know, in, in each quarter is 13 yep. weeks. So we'll, we'll we, then they re-air them after we uh, run them. So it's 13 episodes to make the TV framework. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the actual tour was eight cities. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, we grinded them out rather than taking a week off here and there. We said, once we get underway, let's just keep this thing going and, and hurry up and get it over with. Right. And um, so by the time that thing was over with, you're about ready to you know to crash but yeah uh, but it's better I than bet. Bet. keeping it dragging on too. just do like a t-shirt like the george pavaromo <laughs> east coast tour <laughs> you, we've been everywhere that seminar tour. we've been yeah. to california we've been to maine we've been uh every stop on the gulf coast and that in the 35 years we've seriously been everywhere and one um which will go down in seminar series history believe it or not we brought the tour to chicago chicago it was the biggest bomb we ever did in our lives really well is and, it all lake michigan fishing well what happened when we did the seminar series mark sosin when we first started was my partner okay and he did 10 years before he retired and i took the business over uh, we were hit out of the box we were packing places and selling them out so i think it was like the fourth year he says, you know, George, a lot of people say we need to bring this tour to Chicago. And I go, Chicago? Mm -hmm. There's no salt water there. Right. It doesn't make a difference. The people, they travel. It's a big saltwater market. So we got so cocky that figured we could go anywhere and fill a place up. Mm -hmm. So we put Chicago on the list. And this was, and Bouncer will talk to you about this when you get on the phone. This was in December because we had to make room for it. The normal tour goes January to March. So we picked a Saturday in December and great. And, and that's said, now where do we go in Chicago? Now, a little lesser known fact that my aunt is, is the actress, Ann Jillian. Remember her? Right. From way back. 
That's your aunt? Yes, my aunt. Really? And so I, and, and she's from Chicago. She's and she Italian? tours everywhere. No, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Paul could have beat me. That little bit Irish that here. But um, so I said, where, where can we go? She goes, I got the, the most incredible theater, the Drury Lane Theater. She's it's posh. It's exclusive. I said, remember, we're on a budget. Mm-hmm. I know the owner. They cut us a heck of a deal. Still cost a good chunk, but it was a hell of a deal. We book it. All right. Now there's no locals. We got to bring everybody up there. So we get Bouncer Smith, uh, Bob McNally. We picked eight faculty members that we had to fly and put up, including us, right. and the crew. We get up in there, and all of a sudden we're looking to ticket sales. Now remember the seminar when we go, a, 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 a poor crowd for us would be 450 people. We were 700 people to 900, and sometimes we had a thousand per each seminar. Now we're looking here. We're 44 pre-sold tickets two weeks away from Chicago. What the hell are we doing? And Mark says, well, we'll get the guy in the big Chicago paper to write us up, which he did. And I said, do we pull the plug? And he says, no, we just got to go through with it. And I said, all right. So here we go. We had 44 people pre-sold. On the Saturday, we had 44 show up again. There was 88 people total. Wow. In, a, in about a 25, 3,000 seat theater. I go out. Wow. Any paper airplanes it. thrown up your way? Or? There's there nobody there to throw them. <laughs> <laughs> and I look out there and all you could see was the metallic red upholstery on the seats. Every now and there'd be a puff of hair here, a puff of hair there. Oh, no. So, but before we had come out, Bob McNally says, what are we going to talk about? I just looked and said, Bob, we could talk about whatever we want. We have yeah. number them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was such a disaster. And You're talking about crappy fishing. It, it, well, we did salt water, but but see what happened. We outfold ourselves. We thought, see what we did with the seminar series. We track people who have their own boats mm-hmm. that want to learn more. The people that travel there go with a guide. They get on the boat, they fish, they walk away. There's no need for them to learn the tricks or techniques. We we misjudged that one. Okay. And uh, and then we could not get out that night either, which pains us. So we're in the hotel restaurant, start to snow. And they had the a, snow. Yeah, it was snowing too. You went to Chicago in the winter. Yeah, it was December. <laughs> and here we are with Bouncer and Mark Sosin and whoever else at our table. And they have this guy coming around with a violin, serenading the tables. And I'm thinking, I'm such a bad mood. Please don't come by the table. So he, sure enough, he comes by the table. And and Bouncer goes, "Do you know Silent Night?" <laughs> and. And he goes, yeah, and if he doesn't start to play Silent Night on his violin, and if Bouncer doesn't start singing in the restaurant, I always hear is, Silent Night, holy, and he's singing. And, and, and Dennis, this is the truth. I'm reaching down. I am pinching my leg and said, this is a bad dream. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be able to tell people, you're not going to believe what I dreamt of. That's All I ended up was black and blue with my legs. It was reality. So that was the biggest bomb we ever did with the seminar. Fortunately, the the first Saturday in January is part of the regular tour. We put 780 into Charleston and made up for oh, the hammer that we got Chicago. But Bouncer, I'm sure, Bouncer loves it. <laughs> now got, I want to hear him sing Silent Night. All right, up, we got to right? call him up. We got to like, call him up. All right. uh, I don't want to ever hear him sing that again. It brings back such painful memories. All right. Not, not to me personally, but the Wallach took a painful Thank hit you. on that one. That's that's. <laughs> Oh my God! But we did have a good tax run. So we're we're gonna call Bouncer Smith, who we just did an episode with, 
And um, yeah, we're we're gonna give him a call and ask. Just him. start singing "Silent Night" when you when he answers. If he's listening, he'll be singing it when you answer. He picks up that phone. He'll be his greatest. Bouncer sings Christmas carols. I can oh, see. We the, got a whole the new al- album seg- now. segment now. <laughs> Bouncer. <laughs> Hello, Captain Bouncer. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Pretty good. Listen, George and I were just talking here on the podcast, and he's telling me that um, you like you, to sing. You're going to be you, you like to sing, and you're going to be coming out with a, a, a an album of Christmas carols inspired by your Chicago trip. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. I've already got a uh, a uh, guitar violinist. Find up the helmet. Yeah. You're probably from Chicago, yeah. too. Silent night. That was my most famous Chicago Holy song. Holy night. Come on. Bouncer, I still shake when I hear th- that song. That's why I did that. I wanted that is to see a shiver. I go into a mall and I hear him play that song. I have to put cotton in my ears till it's over with. Dennis, in my defense... I didn't have to drive, <laughs> right. and therefore I was drinking. Okay, no, no problem. Listen, I, I want I want to get your take a little bit, if you can, on what the scene was like in in the movie theater or, or in the in the in the hall where you guys did the seminar. Uh, you want? I'm imagining want? someone throwing paper airplanes up your way and maybe flicking some popcorn. Uh. They throw stuff at George whenever he holds a seminar. <laughs> Especially if he doesn't get the Papa's Pilar to the right guy. So I'm wondering, like, you know, he tells us towards the end of the story that you guys went to Chicago in the winter to do a saltwater fishing <laughs> seminar. Something like that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. It did at the time. I, yes, I want you to know that they, George and Mark flew more people to Chicago for that show then there were people in the theater. That's true. <laughs> yep, he did say About that. About two to one. <laughs> he said you guys outnumbered them. Um, two to one. I don't he even... step out onto the stage, and it was all red velvet chairs. Yeah, he remembers. And it, once in a while, you would spot a little tuft of hair sticking <laughs> above the, the felt. It was pretty sad. You know, I, I think it's it's just as wonderful that you all actually even agreed to go on the trip in the first place. But in the know, middle of winter, no less. In, in, yeah. in the middle of winter, I've been to Chicago quite a few times. And and one time I went there in the winter, and I swore to myself I'd never ever do that again. Well, I went to Chicago twice in the winter. Well, once in December and one in March. I would call those both winter in Chicago. Yeah. And both yeah. times they were to do fishing talks, and both times. There were less than perfect events. Oh, you went you went to do another fishing talk in Chicago? He didn't learn the first I time. To, I went to uh, <laughs> Thank you. I went to represent Penn Fishing Reels <laughs> at a fishing show in March one year, yes. Okay. It was just as pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> although although they did have a lot of people there. Yeah, they did. They just didn't let us talk much. That's all. Yeah. Well, look at the bright side of this whole thing. We could, this was way, way, way back bouncer. We're year number thirty-five of the seminars, and this had to been I don't know the fifth or sixth year. I can't really recall. But but look at the great story 
that we had from that disaster that we could still talk about and at least fortunately laugh about it today? Hey, listen, George, you and I both know we could do a whole hour on the events involved with the seminars and me. I mean, there was the bed frame. The fire. And there was the, uh, the guy, the famous person falling asleep next to me on the stage. And there was the uh, fire marshal shutting you down in, in Coral Gables. Yes, um, you, you're part of, that's right. You were part of all the, the real spectacular ones. That must be why you didn't invite me this year. <laughs> so, so wait, who fell asleep? Can you say? I, it was a young man. His, his initials were Jeff Lederman. <laughs> now, was that the one up in uh, in Maryland where he almost passed out? Is that were you on that one? Is that the one you're talking I about? It was Atlantic City. It, it was a, it was Maryland because he was up there and he and all of a sudden he was having his fainting spell. John Ogden yeah, was there. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yes. I thought it was. And everyone said I thought it was Atlantic City, but it could have been anywhere. It was it was Annapolis, Maryland, and all of a sudden I'm watching him and he's sweating and it's so cold in there, snowing outside, and he's sweating like a rainmaker sprinkler. And, and his eyelids were going a million miles. Yes, out. and John Otten had to sort of hold him up from the back, and yeah. then and then John Otten took him to the bar when that session was over with, and 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 got him straightened out. And said, "Jeffrey, what happened to you? Because he was so good before. He said he got so nervous looking at the crowd, he was about ready to pass out on stage and almost went down. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> this is awesome. So and then what, what's the bed frame thing? Oh, this was in Orlando. Huh? And Bouncer was coming up that night, and I'll start at Bouncer, and you could finish it. And all of a sudden, yep. there's no call from Bouncer. I get a call four or five in the morning, say, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to be there. You're not going to believe what happened. I'm driving, and a car in front of me or something lost a bed mattress. Bouncer hits it and doesn't know he's dragging it. And supposedly, correct me if I'm wrong, Bouncer, the frame broke and punctured your gas tank, so now you're leaking gas ready to catch fire. Why, why don't you take it from there? Come on. I'm going down the turnpike, <laughs> and there's flames yeah. chasing my van with my wife and my son in the car. You had a NASCAR fire. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the semi next to me is blowing his horn at me, and I told my wife and son, when I pull off to the side, everybody bails. Don't bother to grab anything. Unfortunately, I pulled off onto the grass. That stopped the sparks. That dropped out the fire and we were safe and sound so then i had a tow truck tow me from stewart back to hollywood where my brother-in-law had an auto body uh, auto repair shop and i left my van there and i took my wife and son and drove back to orlando we got to orlando i think it was about six and i had to be at the green room or the red yeah the green room at uh, seven so I didn't get much sleep that night. You talk about devotion. I did not fall asleep yeah. on the stage in that seminar. He, he catches fire with the car, gets trailer or towed all the way back, gets another vehicle, and drives to Orlando to make the seminar. Now, that's devotion. That's hardcore. Well, I owed it to you for singing for you, George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Hey, Bouncer, did you see our, our episode aired today? Did you get a chance to see it? No, you were going to send me the link, but I didn't see it. All right, I'll, I'll have to send you the link then after, after this episode. Then. 
Yeah, I definitely got to spread the word on that. We had a lot of fun, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a good time. It was, it was, it was, we got to have you in again pretty soon, as soon as possible. And I thought that, Dennis, I thought you were having, uh, Paul on with George, not Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, we we were gonna have Paul on today, but but I guess it's Mother's Day this weekend, so he had to take off. He yeah. heard I was I got coming back. Yeah, so. Mother's Day is that way. <laughs> but just so you know, this was that contest that uh, uh, Dennis had us in, and just because I showed up and Paul didn't, I, I think I should be the winner by default. Bouncer, we yeah. should still be eating lasagna oh, right now. We could be. Paul's here or not? If, yeah. It was going to be the Who's More Italian. (laughs) Well, you know, Bouncer, this was going to be our Who's More Italian episode. We were going to have the whole thing about the Who's More Italian, right? So it was was it going to be Paul or was it going to be George? How does Paul get in a competition like that? Well, well, I mean, Paul Castronovo, he's (laughs) Italian, right? It all started when we were at dinner, (laughs) Bouncer. You started this episode. uh, I guess it was probably 15 years ago. He and... uh, Young Ron Brewer did DNA test or whatever it is, you know, where you send in the swab and they check your lineage. And and I don't want to tell any school stories out of school, but Paul announced it on live radio that his DNA came back that he was Greek. <laughs> well, he did say he was from Sicily, so maybe got yeah. You know, it, I mean, it's Crete, sort of close Sicily, enough. He didn't know your yeah. geography that well. <laughs> Wow. So, really? So, at the end of the day... Well, here you go. So, now... It's a nothing burger. You you show up to the Who's More Italian episode, and you win. Well... By default, anyway, but then this even this seals the deal. There's a very, very interesting surroundings here in yeah. uh, findings. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you learn something new every day. But it's interesting, because I always thought of Paul as being the most... Italian guy I knew until I found out he was a Greek. I don't know. I don't, I mean, they have a lot of great statues in Greece, just like they do in Rome. So they they must be related. But, uh. Wow. Well, we're we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make sure we pass that information on to Paul just for confirmation. We'll bring a euro for him next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll take, we'll give him a Greek salad. There you go. Great that'll, leaves. That'll, that'll that'll shake him up. Yeah. So, hey, Bouncer, we're going to let you go. I appreciate you taking the call. Hey, I appreciate you calling me, and I'll look forward to watching our podcast. And y'all let me know about this one, too, so I can watch this, because I'd like to see uh, George defend his title as the most Italian fisherman in South Florida. And, and the thing is, the, the sad thing is, is I want it. I'm only like like half Italian uh, the other half is Irish, a little, a bit of English, British thrown in there. That's about it. So he could easily beat me on genetics. Right. Oh, but I don't know the Greek thing now. Maybe I won that too. <laughs> you might have it in the bag. My, I might even be, I have a leg up you, on him. Hey, I'm you, half you, Italian. You, you might beat us all. My mother's Italian. I'm Italian by injection, so that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it counts too. That's what I tell my wife too. <laughs> all right, Bouncer. Thank you very much, sir. Well, you guys wish your your wives a happy Mother's Day for me. We will. We will, Bouncer. Hey, can't thank you enough for all those incredible memories. I know we got more to make, Bouncer, but man, uh, uh, so many of my stories that I tell coming up and everything involves you. It's it's always fun. You always get the people laughing, that's for sure. That's for sure. No doubt about it. You're the best, George. Well, keep trying. You too, Dennis. You're the best in your own field. Thanks, Bouncer. Thank you. All right. Bye. (laughs)
What a living legend, huh? He's such great. He's so great, isn't he? Such a great. Guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So that's some funny stuff. I'm glad oh, we called him. You know, he, like he I always up, said, he brought up some good memories there for the summer. One day when I decide to hang the uh, the white Columbia visor up, is you know I'm going to write a couple books, and one of them's going to be called the seminar series, but it's not going to have anything to do with what we taught on stage. It's going to do with all the bizarre stuff that happened around and all yeah. that history. It, and, and there's there's so many crazy things that uh, it's pretty amazing. Make some good reading. Oh, we we, <clears throat> we got another call in here. I'm afraid to ask. We have another call in. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Connected by Water Podcast. Can I help you? Are you there? Hold on one second. Hold, uh, I didn't hit speaker. Connected by Water Podcast. Can I help you? Yeah, I was kind of uh, wanting to ask a, a quick question of your of your guest, George uh, Pavaromo. Absolutely. That's what his name is. So, George, you brought people to Chicago in the middle of the winter for a saltwater seminar. Um, is this the first mistake that you made during that series, or was this a, a harbinger of things to come? No, that was actually... Uh, I'm going to call that our Barry White mistake, our first or last and our everything, because that was the only thing that we did wrong with the seminar, because we got very cocky because we were filling these halls up, and we thought we could go anywhere and, and, and do that, and we thought that Chicago is such a strong market with anglers who travel that we would really do well and hit a home run, and we decided to try it, and of course, uh, that led to the great story that we just uh, told but other than that, we, 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 we really got uh, a rude awakening and figured out what our market was. We stuck to that market ever since and um, just took us that one time to, to get a good hard hit in the head. You think July might have been a better month to do it? In? I don't think any I month in be, Chicago I will, at all. I'll be haunted forever by hearing bouncers sing Silent Night. <laughs> oh, well, how do you think I feel? <laughs> so, I've been trying so to deal anyway, with that for 20-some you know, years. I'm sitting here listening to it and then chuckling <laughs> and finish out my week, but... Um, the main reason I'm calling, not to say, Denny, I don't love you, and George, back at you <laughs> as well, but, uh, you know, Carlene, I just wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day, and uh, oh. congratulations, little Marina, and uh, it's nice to have uh, the beauty back behind the bar. Thank Isn't it, you. It's, it's, it's like, it feels like we're back home again, Mike. It, 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 it all is right it with really the world does. again. You complete me. Right. It, it really does. And, and, and as Thanks, far as who's more Italian uh, between George and Casanova, I'm like 100% Irish. And I think I'm more Italian than either one of them. He could be I, right. I just want to throw that out there right now. Mike could be the ringer in this yeah. thing. He certainly could. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm from the outside. I'm coming in, coming in hot. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dennis to Liz and obviously uh, Georgie, um, happy Mother's Day to your wives. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's a it's a nice time of year. Yeah, yeah nice it is. Year to give our best to Mo, too. Yeah, and all, all the best over to you, too, Mike, as always. Yeah, I mean, I'm a mother of sorts. I'm called, <laughs> called better, I'm called worse. But, uh, you know, these, uh, like I said, the first and foremost, the call was to uh, Carlene, and uh, congratulations to you and Mike on the uh, second little baby girl that you guys have in your family, and I couldn't be any happier for you. You have a great Mother's Day. Appreciate it. Thank you for the call, Mike. Solid stuff, Mike. And, and the sherry is good. Oh, oh yes, oh, it yeah. is. Absolutely. It, it definitely. 
So we had, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Johnny just dropped off a, a new batch for us, so we're very happy about that. Nice, nice. And George, you you got some waiting on your pickup Absolutely. next week before you go over to Treasure and uh, All Points Beyond. Yep. I really think one day what we ought to do is uh, you and Dennis and I and Bouncer ought to get on a boat. Let's do it. I I am a hundred percent game. I think that would be so amazing. We got Johnny out, as you well know, and uh, got him yep. his first sailfish, and his buddy is. Uh, a sailfish, uh, but you know, we got Johnny his first sailfish and made his day, and it was a gorgeous day. So we had to do that. That'd be a lot of fun. It, it was another one of those Hemingway days. I mean, he uh, he still talks about it. Why well, nickname so, him now? I call him Selfish Johnny. Any text or whatever I send him, he's Selfish Johnny to me now. You know what? You keep doing that, George, and he'll be treating you right forever. I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, uh, I love me some Johnny Lassie. He's done a great job for us. As you know, the whole team at Pilar is. Uh, an awesome team. But anyway, just wanted to shout out to uh, you guys and particularly Carlene tonight. So enjoy the rest of the show. And I'll be uh, hollering at you next week. I'll be over at uh, Skip Smith's custom shootout. I'll be, be over there on Monday and um, looking forward to a little time in the Bahamas and, uh, you know, chilling. Where, chilling. Now, where, and, where are you uh, going to be in the Bahamas, plenty Mike? Of, plenty of Papa's Pilar over there. Where are you going to be in the yeah. Bahamas, Mike? Pardon me? Well, where are you going to be? Treasure? A- Abaco Beach Resort? Going to be, uh, yeah, at uh, Abaco Beach Resort, Boat Harbor. Okay, uh, well, well, keep an eye out for the Mark 6. I'll be running out of Green Turtle uh, starting next Wednesday. Well, you know what? If you uh, like to come by, uh, I'm sure I could probably uh, find you a drink of Papa's Pilar. At, well, uh, well, don't, don't worry about that. Somebody lined me up with about, uh, you know, a case here and there. So I think uh, we'll be pretty good on our own. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, you know, that's good stuff. You can just, you know, instead of the freshwater wash down, George, I just recommend you put those cases right into there. And, no, uh, you can put that. You could, you could, you could run that in your skip, boat. Skip, skip the middleman. Okay? <laughs> just oh, the great. thought. I mean, I'm just throwing stuff out there to see what sticks. <laughs> Anyone thirsty? But anyway, you guys, it, you know, always nice to talk to you both. Love you. And uh, once again, you guys have a great weekend. And, uh, you know, uh, never a spectator, bro. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Hey, I'm, I'm a little jealous. You guys are both going to be over there in in, the, uh, in March without me. So, <laughs> well, you got to be well, doing a podcast you know what, from over John, there. You, you know what, Dennis? Uh, we get Tropic Star on the horizon, brother. Yeah, yeah, so that is true. Is everybody else in the world is going to be jealous? That is true. <laughs> that is true. All right, all, all right. right. You guys have a great weekend. Congratulations once again, Carlene. Thank you. Okay. All see right, you guys. Bye. bye. Two for two here. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're on yeah. a roll. So, yeah, so uh, for those of you listening and watching, Mike Myatt, <laughs> our good friend from Papa's Pilar Room, right? Always, always, Mike's always there. He's a great To dude. spread He's the love. Well I, well, I got a funny Mike story, not a, a funny one, but one that I told Mike, I said, man, this story, you know, because he's such a lovable guy. It, I said, this story just has me hating you. We were talking a while, uh, and he was talking about how he used to fish Hollow Inlet. That's my hometown inlet. And how he caught this huge mutton snapper in the inlet itself. And I forgot the weight, but I want to say it was well over 15 pounds, I thought. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me how he did it right in Hall of Inlet to, to, to nail a mutton that size. And when he told me that, I said, man, I said, I, I hated that guy ever since. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That big mutton out of the inlet. That, that's amazing. You know, I got... Well, that story here when we I think he did because we yeah. brought that up Correct. because that you know for to catch a mutton and and I, I wish I could remember the weight but to catch a mutton of that size like he did inside Hall of Rent was is remarkable 
Mm-hmm. And you could get a mutton head size on the reef, and it's remarkable. But to do that inside Hall Arena was was yeah. amazing. Yeah, he had all the stars lined up uh, that day. Yeah, he, he, listen, Mike's a great dude. <laughs> he, and he, he he brings a, a wealth of knowledge and, and just a wealth of experience to the table. And you know, and and you know, I have some great conversations with him. Really, when he a lot of times he'll just call for like one little work thing, and it turns out <laughs> to be this hour long great conversation. And and I get a lot out of that from him. And uh, you know, I know I got to be drinking faster. I'm sorry. I'm doing too much talking, more talky, or more drinky, less talky. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so and I appreciate everything that Papa's Pilar, mm-hmm. you know, brings to the table. I wanted, I wanted to talk to you today. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to bring up while I have you here is we just recently had right mm-hmm. the um the CCA event right where we talked about conservation and obviously and all the different great things that Broward CCA okay has perfect you, you'll get you're gonna get a good conversation for me on that but go ahead yeah. um <laughs> and, set it up <laughs> yes and and you know you know some of the things that Mike's been doing has been good um and, and about people you know getting involved and one of the things that he wanted to preach was that CCA is a grassroots organization and they need people and it doesn't happen without people mm-hmm. um you know one of the things I'd like to see is them getting a little bit more involved uh, which they have um, voiced their their um, support in the past about some of the sharking issues that we mm-hmm. face, and and hopefully that you know we can make up some ground there. I know the Billfish Foundation, Alan, is recently beginning um, heavily involved in in trying to push forth um, with with some of the efforts there. Um, but take me through your thoughts on some some of the <clears throat> avenues um, to, to take here with conservation. Okay, well, I'll, I'll start with the CCA. <laughs> And I serve as their offshore fishing spokesperson. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a member and in, in tied in heavily. And I've, uh, I'm not going to say I have a disagreement with them. I just have a gripe with them. And I've been preaching this for a while now. Is you look at their largest event turnout. Their annual event is at Manatee County, Bradenton. Mm-hmm. They put 900 or 1,000 people at their banquet. You look at what we turn out in Lauderdale. We're lucky if we could get 300. I don't know Oof. if we did this past one. I even missed it. We did not. Right. You look at Day County, is worse. Mm-hmm. You look at Palm Beach, it's probably a little bit better than what we do in Broward and Miami. But if Bradenton could put 900 to 1,000 people in, every a Broward County should easily crack 1,000. Day County should do the same. Palm Beach should put 1,500 at least mm-hmm. in theirs. And I told CCA, and I preached till I'm as blue as this Marlin that you painted here, is <clears throat> their marketing is terrible on our side. Mm-hmm. When people hear CCA, they automatically think redfish, snook, trout. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're so strong on the west coast of Florida because that's your primary fisheries there. Because it's so far to get to deep water, most people inshore fish, so they're in tune to all that. You come to our side, you draw a line from, say, <clears throat> Jupiter. You could extend it even north if you want, but Jupiter down through the Florida Keys. Primarily, we are reef and offshore anglers here. We got a lot of inshore, mm-hmm. but the reef and offshore anglers overwhelm any other type of angling activity in salt water. Right. So they're until, missing their market. Until you get down the homestead. Well, in the, in the Keys, too, the majority, right. you know, they're, they're fishing blackfins, they're grouper, snapper, they're mahi. Right. So the problem being is when you ask somebody, and I ask a, a lot of people, why don't you remember CCA? Just see what they say in here. 
I don't redfish. I don't trout. I, I run the Bahamas. I do this and it. And where the CCA, at least 50%, it used to be 60, but at least 50% of their battles or concerns are things that affect reef anglers. You know, they were part of the deal to try to stop or protect some of these reef closures, the uh, marine protected areas. And they were involved to a certain level in that fight to keep the long lines back out of our area here. But what their marketing is terrible because they don't promote and, and, and tell the offshore reef person what they're doing for them. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they have these terrible, terrible numbers. It's like they gave up on this area. They need to refocus, jump on the shark deal, like you said, get more aggressive on those, and tell the people in our area what they're doing for the reef and the offshore anglers. The inshore anglers know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And because they've missed this market badly for a number of years because it's that marketing. I think they're aware of that. But they need to be doing something they, about they, it. They, they're, I had, I'm, I'm friends with Mike Lamberts, right? Oh, and Mike does a wonderful yeah, job. Mike See, that's why I feel job. sorry for him. He's such a effective person at the helm, but he's limited in what they give him to work with. And he can only take this so far. So he came by the bar here um, the night or the afternoon before the banquet in Broward, mm-hmm. which was last week, right? Or maybe the week. It was last week. And, you know, he was talking to me and he was like, we got to get more people involved. And I think he, he was, won't. I think he was talking about, you know, and he, he's like, man, people need to get that this is a grassroots organization and they're but, expect they're And I'll they're play devil's advocate grassroots for what? If you're an offshore reef guy. What, what's so, going to tell me so he I need br- to spend my money and get CC and Broward? He brought some things to the table, some of the things that they've invested with with um, artificial reefs, and they dropped about a million pounds of concrete in the ocean this past year, mm-hmm. right off the coast here, um, how they're getting involved in their oyster programs and their oyster testing programs. Where's the marketing? Where's the hype? Right. So I, I hear you. I hear you. But I think that they're they're looking on improving that. I mean, when that with Lily down in Miami, same thing. I mean, I I went and i sat with the board i was the artist for that one too but i sat with the board i'm also a conservationist so Mm -hmm. i get involved you know and and i want people to understand that like when i get involved with these organizations doing artwork i don't just say yeah here use this thanks tell me out tell everyone i was involved i actually get involved i go to the meetings i I sit with them i talk to them and sometimes we bounce ideas off each other i'm I'm new to that Mm -hmm. part of it with the cca though but i'm trying right um mike i can tell you um is trying very hard as, as well. He gave a very good talk at um, this year's banquet um, saying that, and I hear what you're saying, but mm-hmm. let, me, let me finish this thought, saying that the CCA is nothing with the people that, that get involved for each chapter, right? Because nothing is going to happen in your chapter. Like the CCA is not just going to jump in and say, okay, here's what we did for your chapter. They want community involvement, which I agree with. There should be community involvement. But with bringing ideas to the table is another thing that they're open to from the community rather than just fielding complaints, right? So they're looking for people to get involved and saying, well, what do you think should be done in your local area? Um, And he's asking for help and support from that realm as well because he goes, if we come up with good plans and good ideas, collectively speaking, CCA will fund it and the CCA will do it. And it's already been confirmed. Um, you can look at the reef programs that they recently did and CCA had no problem funding that going, yes, we'll, we'll do that. No problem. 
um, and you know some of the things with the oyster programs are being funded by the CCA, and we'll do that. I agree with you that more needs to be done um, for the support of the offshore um, community. I am pretty sure that you're probably in favor of the new mahi limits, mm. right? <clears throat> CCA was heavily involved in, in making that happen. Um, so th legislatively speaking, they got involved. Um, so that is one way I think the CCA did help on the offshore level. Um, so, no, so yeah, no, I agree with everything you said, and and, and they're there. That's the point I was uh, I'm making through all this. They're at least fifty percent of what battles or what they do right now relates to the reef and offshore. Mm -hmm. So you talked about the reef deployment. You talk about the mahi regs. I mean, they're already there. It's not like okay, well, let's take some opinions on what we need to be doing better. They're here already. They, mm -hmm. They're doing fifty percent other work is related to reef and offshore anglers what my point is is they need to be doing promotional videos they need to be hammering this market and saying look this last year we deployed x amount of uh, pounds of mm -hmm. rubble out here we've built these reef systems here we took part in the uh in a mahi so regulation more of an outbound approach. they already had the stuff they just right. don't let people know what they're doing that's okay that's, that they're there and if you know there's no need to have more you know, talks, I mean, you could have them, but they already have it, but they, they, they just failed to even address the people down in South gotcha. Florida, do a, a video, All do right. something, get saying. on Paul Castronova's radar, whatever, and get mm -hmm. the word out. Because if you're a reefer offshore angler, you're not going to spend 25 or whatever it is, 35 bucks to become a member. Mm -hmm. If you only think to do trout, redfish and all, but they do the stuff that, that we so do. So getting the word out that's more. A, that's to, the key. To, is, okay. Oh, they do everything no, else. Right. They're doing right. fine. Right, but they're but they're but they're marketing because they, they are doing a lot of work. And, and, yeah, but, but you're right. Maybe maybe people sure. Just don't it's see sort it of enough. like to let this area to, to die. Mm -hmm. Tell these people what we what you're doing. Right, and what you've done. Right, you're doing a good. I'm job. I'm gonna bring that up to Mike. Oh yeah, you bring yeah. It up to Mike too. But I'm I'm very good friends with Brian, who heads the CCA of mm -hmm. Florida. Yeah, and I, I tell him this too, and I'll be fishing. Well, actually, a good buddy of his, who's a very good longtime friend of mine, will be running the camera boat for us when we do our TV shoot. A green turtle and he's very influential he's runs the bradenton uh manatee county chapter mm -hmm. so i'll be working on him too he, i've no i've been a friend with him for about shoot 40 years now okay but uh no it, it's not it's not mike's fault mike is a wonderful person no it's not, well, it's, i'm not him, saying it's his fault no it's not yeah but they need to give him items to work with mm -hmm. okay no that's fair enough you, you know i agree mm -hmm. and you know and um yeah, who knows? Yeah, I might be able to help in that in that realm with that yep. as well. So because this we should easily dwarf those other banquets from yeah. Broward, Palm Beach, and Dade. Yep, I agree. And the Keys. Yeah, I agree. It's it's um it was interesting too. Um, Bouncer made a a uh, comment on uh, when he was on the show that sharks were the reason that he retired. And that's an overwhelming problem we have just about everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's you talk about fisheries conservation. And you're trying to get muttons or groupers the right size limit. And how many of those get eaten up before you actually get one keeper? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's uh, wherever you go, the sharks are have become overwhelming. Yeah. We've protected them so much and they're an apex predator. The only person or thing above them to cause them harm would be us. Right. Yeah. No, it, it's it, true. And I'm not talking about the great pelagics. I'm not talking about you know, the duskies or the makos or the hammerheads. I'm talking about the bulls and the lemons, mm -hmm. the ones that are really causing all these issues. Yeah, the sandbars. and Sandbars, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, 
We try to bring it up every episode. Yep. You know, and you know, some people have a very aggro, uh, like aggressive approach solution model in their heads about it. And you know, I, I just want to make it clear. We're not saying that, you know, let's annihilate all sharks of course on not. the planet. You know, no one, no one I think wants it, that. No, but, it's just know, a limited re-entry somehow and then stop it after whatever that designated time is a half a year or yeah. eight months and then evaluate it and mm-hmm. see how it is and then make adjustments from that point. Yeah. So we're not talking about just going out there and just wiping every single one of those fish out. It's just trying to reduce the levels to where they're not overbearing and dependent, where they hear the boat show up at certain fishing spots and they know free food. And then boom, they come to that. And it's, uh, and it's, that, they're, they're programmed. It's incredible how, how intelligent, smart. They, how stupid and smart they are at the yeah. same time. It's, it's a very weird animal yeah. when it comes to that. You know, sometimes you just think, oh, hey, you're dumb as a rock, but, you know, but they're, they're learned behaviors or, Something to sure. be uh, acknowledged, you know, for sure. So I want to check in with um, Carlene. How you doing over there Good. behind the behind the bar? Are you having a party? I'm just listening and learning. Yeah? Always having a party. Well, I just want to make sure that, you know, this is her, you know, she's, she's you know, hasn't been able to have a, anything to drink for about nine <laughs> months. I just want to make sure that she's doing okay back there. Doing good. Yeah, pretty good. So um, Discovery Channel. Yes. How's it going? Wonderfully well. Yeah. And... What year? This is the twenty second. Uh, for TV, we're now filmed for year twenty three. Twenty three now. Wow. Yes. Wow. And and where are you in the in the film stage right now? We start uh, our first episode for two thousand twenty three next week in the Bahamas. Next week, and then we stay busy. So that's the beginning of the, of the yeah season. Of our season. Oh, yes. okay. And then we'll well, that's say, a good way to kick it off. Always. Yeah. yeah. yeah we get the weather, and we could get over there. I think it'll be you know fantastic and. And then we should have our 13th and final episode done for 2023 by November. That's usually the time frame that we work with, with the traveling and, okay. and you know, scheduling. And uh, so we're, we're about ready to get right into it again. So you've known Bouncer Smith. Forever. For a long time. Yeah. Long time, right? You guys have. Well, like I, like I say, we don't even want to think of how long we know each other because it makes us both seem very old, although he's older than me. <laughs> Do you realize that he was, he tells me in the middle of the episode, oh, it's my 74th birthday today. I can't believe that. I'm like, are you kidding? I I cannot believe that. He dropped that right in my head in the middle of an episode. I'm like, what? And I I felt like completely, like I should have had a cake or something for you or done something. It's it's amazing. It's hard, you know, because you just, you know, it's funny because we all look at ourselves in the mirror every day and and after a while, nothing changes, you know? Yeah. But uh, 74 with bouncers is is wow it's amazing and i when i first had come to work with saltwater sports was 1983 right and they wanted a tarpon cover shot out of miami so i called bouncer and i want to say we put him on the cover i came in at 83 i don't know whether he was on the cover in either 85 or 86 but one of those early years he was on the cover a saltwater Mm -hmm. sportsman with his dusky back then and um with Bill McDonald, who was an, a, a good angler, a customer of his, Bill McDonald's girlfriend. See, I can remember that far back. That's proof I don't have right. Alzheimer's or anything like that. I can remember this stuff. <laughs> and we put him on the cover. And I save every Saltwater Sportsman magazine that I've written for since 1983 on. So I have all these copies. And every now and then I'll look through them and I'll see that cover, a bouncer. Yeah. And there he is with like dark hair. He looks like this young mm-hmm. guy catching it. It's, it's amazing how that time flies. Yeah. 
So I wanted to ask you. Yep. You got to have some good bouncer stories. Oh, we've. <laughs> I'll tell you give one. Give me a good one. I'm gonna. I'll give, give you a. Good I'll one. give you a real good one here. And even though bouncer probably he gets a little hot when he hears this because it wasn't good for him at the time, turned out to be good for him. Is my cousin calls me up, and my cousin was fishing on a is Saturday. Is he Italian or is he? Hey, he actually Italian. Italian. There you He's go. Italian oh, see, look at that. over there. Ding, right. ding, ding, like one point for you, right? So he calls me up. At, uh, he got back at the boat ramp at Hallover. He goes, George, you're never going to believe who I see handcuffed in the back of a police car. And I'm thinking, well, that could be anybody in Dade County. Right. And, and I said, you got to give me more to go by. Oh, my God. You know him very well. They have his boat tied up there at Hallover Marina. He's handcuffed. He's in the back, and there's th two or three police cars here. And I'm thinking, I said, "Who?" He goes, "Bouncer Smith." I said, "There's no Come way." They said, I'm Bouncer? telling you, Bouncer is handcuffed. The police have in the back of the car, and he goes, "Maybe he was running drugs." I said, "No." I said, "A bouncer, I yeah, know, no, no way. way in no the way. world." And I said, "Maybe he got in a fist fight with somebody." He goes, "All I know, he's handcuffed, and they're taking him away." And I'm saying, whoa, what the hell did he, he do? He got kicked out of the bar for singing karaoke in well, Silent Night at the local no, pub. If, if I didn't kick him out that night, he uh, was good for the rest of the karaoke career. You're not allowed to sing Christmas so, songs in the summer in Miami. What had happened, it was all on the news. He would go to, to Net Life Pilchards out when they had Hall Over Pier before the hurricane knocked it down, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And he would go out there while it was still dark and, and Net Pilchards. Well, apparently... Uh, a, a drunk was just shouting or whatever at the end of the pier and jumps overboard while Bouncer was netting pilchers. And people are screaming, help him, he's going to drown, he's going to drown. It's so Bouncer, they go over and they pick this drunk out of the water. I thought you were going to say he cast netted him. No, no. He probably wishes <laughs> he did. Started making a pancake. So he puts him in a boat. Forget the drunk guy. And he drops him on the beach or he puts him somewhere and then Bouncer goes back to doing what he's doing. Well, the drunk goes back on the pier, goes all the way to the end, and jumps off again. And everybody's screaming, rescue him. I'm not picking him up. He's drunk. I just picked him up, put him there, and Bouncer didn't pick him up. So they called the police. So police comes down to the pier and, and orders him to pick this guy out of the water. Yeah. So Bouncer, you know, the story gets a little fuzzy from here with my memory, but they, he picked the person up and brought him to this shore, and the police said, Go, go to the hallover boat ramp, mm -hmm. and then the police came and they took him, and it was it was all in the news about how Balancer was letting this guy drown because he wanted to catch bait, and the bait was only at a certain time, so they made him seem like this evil guy, and this was all on the news. This oh wow dominated the news, and could you imagine the fisher community? You get a guy like Balancer. I, I mean, he's cleaner than a priest. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's getting beat up like this. And we're so, oh, my. And, and then part of you thinks, I said, the guy's a hardcore fisherman. Maybe he knew, well, let me get five more minutes to get these baits. Then I'll get that guy. It makes you, you know, think a little bit about it. But then he had an attorney and it, it, he proved himself right in the whole deal. Sure. The guy was a drunk and just came off again. And, and, and he beat the whole deal. But. That was an amazing call that I got. I'm turning into Bouncer Smith, handcuffed in the back of a police wow. car. That just doesn't correlate. That's crazy. Like that guy <laughs> just walked right back into the water. I don't blame and him. And run back in and, and jumps. It was a drone. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to keep. Bouncer got him out of there once. Vicious sight. Yeah, that's it. I saved you once. I'm not sure. going to save you again. Yeah. So that, that, was a, that was an interesting Bouncer story that goes along with the Chicago deal. Yeah. And uh, 
Oh, there, there's a there's a oh there's a bunch of them. All right, there's a bunch of them. Well, when Bouncer comes in, yeah, because you got to right? let him sit here defend himself a well, little bit. A, so, so when Bouncer comes in, but they're all good. He was never time. never really at fault of any of it. Right. He was just a, what they call a victim of circumstances. Victim of, well, <laughs> and they, he actually did the good deed. He did a good deed to you know, and you know, you can only. Bring but I got to tell you that dominated a news cycle when that happened. It when was, was everywhere. That? I can't remember the year. It was a while ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be guessing the year. All right. Uh, uh, maybe early nineties, if, okay. if that. Yeah. But wow, look at that! Well, learn something new yep. every day. <laughs> well, when when Bouncer comes in, we're next next time we bring him in. Yep. We'll have you here. And okay. I know Mike said he wanted to come in. Absolutely. And we we'll get the four of us at the table. You better make it a four-hour podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably will have to be. I tell you, last time I tried to end the show with Bouncer, <laughs> he straight up told me, he goes, are you trying to end this show on me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Bouncer, we've been going for like over an hour. He goes, oh, it feels like it's been five minutes. You try to close the show on me. I got all day. I'm like, oh, I got to go. My daughter's got a basketball game. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was nice. Yep. It was great having you in today. Hey, it's well. enjoyable. Like, it's been a while and yeah, it's and nice to, come to have back you back. And, well, and you just I, and I like the new time. setup. It, yeah. it, I like it. Your first time on this side of the it wall. It is and, and, very you know, nice. And this, we're still like we've had this space since November, so we're still kind of getting used to it ourselves a little bit, you know, which is kind of cool, but you know, we're trying to figure out our wall system cuz the second we put art up on the walls and it sells and it's just like it's tough keeping art up on the wall so we're, we're figuring out well, that's our, a tough problem to have yeah but we're, we're trying to figure out a system so it always looks full so um but we like it we got our bar that's our favorite part of it i mean that, that was a lot of effort that yeah. you put into that was, yeah well no the guy that was in here before us this is a we walked right into this oh so this bar was there oh, I, yeah. really yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. that's why so what that's, was here before it was another art gallery but yeah i don't know they you know it it didn't happen. They closed their doors, and this became available to us. And nice, you know. I said, I gotta have it. Gotta have it, right? Sometimes you see something, you gotta have it. And I was like, I gotta have this that bar. <laughs> I gotta have that bar. So yeah. So we we finally, it's it's like one of those bucket list things for me. Yeah. We're just like you know, it's I'm his not own a personal man cave. Don't let him <laughs> yeah, fool it you. It is. Liz doesn't want him in the house anymore. I locked the, the doors, and I just. <sighs> Hang out here, right? Well, but, it's a good place to hang out. I can see. Yeah, so it's like you know, bucket list. You sure. Know, I'm not a bartender, and you know, I've always, I have my quasi bar, right? And you don't like I don't have a liquor license, but I can share it as much as I'd like mm-hmm. to share it. And when customers come in, they they say, "Hey, can we sample the rum?" I say yes every time, and uh, Mike encourages me to do so. It's you know, we're we're, we're happy about that. So, so you got that casino philosophy. Absolutely. You want to loose them up 100%. a little bit with the pops below, and they'll start pulling that cash out and picking up right. all those paintings. You yeah, know? Mike said he's going to give me those the little <laughs> bottles to give to the to give to the customers that buy the big the, buy the big paintings. So you know, he said, "Don't give away the big bottles. Give give them the little bottles." So, yep. Yeah. So no, we're happy. It's cozy, right? And um, you know, it, it's definitely home. So it was cool. We had a film crew here come and do some little TV show documentary about it. Did you? So, awesome. Yeah, it was it was, was kind of nice. You know, it's getting to show the place off. Well, I got to hand it to you like I've told you this before. It's not like a, a broken uh, record. Uh, you do amazing, realistic-looking work. And that's Thank what you. made me gravitate to you early on. And, um, you know, just amazing stuff. Just keep that freshness and keep that really good look going. It's it, it's 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 working wonders for you. I appreciate that, George. Yeah, we, we try to try to try to keep it keep it realistic and but give a little artistic flair to it mm-hmm. at the same time. So we, we, we try to balance balance both situations there so you know we got liz's work hanging here too so 
we're excited about that. Yep. She's got a place to hang her beautiful work too. So, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, you want to have any parting words of connection here for, well, for is, your no, fans I'm, that are watching? Uh, well, this is normally, this is when you come in there with your uh, the, Easter sermon. The church announcements. <laughs> they, they like to say. Um, do we have any announcements to make? I don't think we have any announcements. Well, we were at the Pompano Beach Seafood Festival. We were saying that for a while, but that's that's come and gone. We had a great up, great event there. Um, we got our Jimmy Johnson tournament coming up in Atlantic City. So we will be up in Atlantic City in July um, coming up. And for May, we were going to go down for the Island Marta Backcountry Tournament, but we're just doing all the art and, and awards trophies and stuff for that. Okay. So we're just designing, good. designing that tournament. But every year I usually fish it, but we're not going to do it this year. Too too heavy of a, of a schedule load this year to make it down for that trip. But other than that, you know, we... we um, you know, we're just we're just planning for a very heavy project load right now and trying to get things out the door. So I'm trying to clear up my schedule to work on some big projects coming Which up. Which so. you should be doing. And again, I just want to thank you for the invitation and everybody here for doing such a good job. Yeah. And good to see you back in the saddle. Thank you, George. You too. So I really, really, I really do feel like things are back to normal now. Right. So you're not allowed to go anywhere anymore. <laughs> stay right, right? there. Right? Just stay, stay right there. there. Right? Be there all week. um yeah so all right cool um i'd like to remind everyone that if you are in the market for a new truck or jeep to give our friends at joey cardi chrysler dodge jeep a call um and say connected by water sent you and they'll give you a free jeep no i'm just kidding (laughs) they will give you a good deal um if if you tell them that uh we, we sent you um if you are thirsty like george and i were before we started the show now i think we're getting a little fuller um go and wrestle up yourself a bottle of uh, papa's pilar rum and they remind you never to be a spectator and they want to make sure that you are sharing with them celebrating the hemingway lifestyle and the hemingway way right and um they want to make sure that you live every day making sure that papa will be proud right 100 percent. i also want to give a shout out to our good friends over at papa's raw bar right who want you to share something off of the Connected by Water inspired, inspired sushi menu. All right. Um, so please go over and now, check out I, the best, keep best asking, sushi going back to, Did you have a certain role named after you or something like that? Oh, the whole menu is the Connected okay, by Water sushi go. menu. Yeah. So we have, well, we have the Takizi roll, which is Harris's, my business partner's yep. boat, right? And then we got the our good friends OCD, you know, mm-hmm. the, the White family. They have the OCD role. We have the Surreal role, which is Joey Cardi, mm-hmm. our headline sponsor. Um, they have um, they have their own role and uh, the jumbo licious the jumbo licious <laughs> role and um, you know Paul's got a dish over there and uh, now now because they didn't make the meeting they're gonna take that dish off they might as a penalty they, well, like, like a month off the menu yeah they they might put, put them in the uh, suspension time out <laughs> yeah in isolation with it um, yeah put them in the hole <laughs> so uh, we'd like to thank Paul Castanola for entertaining us on the radio for all these years. <laughs> Um, For not showing up so we could roast him. <laughs> that what it is. It's all good. It's all good. We'll get him back. We'll see if he can come back and redeem himself. For, for you know, we'll see what he's got up his sleeve. So cool. Are we good. We good. We're Cheers. good. Awesome. Thank you, George Palmeromo. Thank you very much. Sir. Always an honor to be here. You're a gentleman, and a scholar, and a fine friend. I appreciate you greatly. Thank you. Um, your ego is not your ego. Always do your best, and at the end of the day, remember to let God do the rest, and do not ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are all connected by water. Cheers. 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 Cheers.